Thank you. Let's praise God. Uh, give applause of praise to God. And uh, it is all about what God is doing uh, in that part of the world. And uh, I, I give special thanks to uh, Shara, uh, who came to Nepal. And she has seen all this, and she put this video together. See, your church is already contributing a lot, and um, it's such a uh, great privilege. Uh, once again, Shara, thank you so much for this. And I already said that she needs to come to Nepal, and the work is growing from Nepal to even to Cambodia, and it needs to be um, updated. This video needs to be updated, and uh, not just 170, over 200 churches are planted across the country, and it still keep growing. And praise God. Uh, and we lost control of counting churches, actually. That's where the movement uh, happens. So that's why I think it is all God doing, and we all contribute to what God is doing, and we can do in so many ways. We all need, and uh, to unite it, we can do so much. And this church has been great, and I really uh, thank you for this opportunity for me to come over and share. Um, actually, um, at the moment, I remember uh, your former pastor, Dave uh, Elling, uh, who is a great friend of uh, uh, ours, and um, yeah, I pay tribute to him, and uh, still, although it's uh, delayed, I I extend my heartfelt condolence to the family uh, and the church. Uh, but then you have another great pastor, uh, pastors, uh, ministers with you. And um, Pastor uh, Andy, uh, his uh, whole family, uh, Lisa, uh, they all involved so much in the work in Nepal. In fact, um, uh, they have been there right from the beginning. It all started from the scratch, really, you know, blank sheet of paper from the ground. We, we did, I mean, what we see today, what is happening, is something we could only visualize and envisage, and uh, we only had the vision. But it's amazing how God works through something, you know, just out of the vision and one uh, step of faith and uh, responding to God's call. So uh, that's great, and that's the story I want to share. And you have already heard lots of stories from that uh, video, actually. And uh, basically, I will be sharing a little bit about myself. And uh, uh, you have been hearing the sermon all the time, you know, preaching. I'm not going to preach you another sermon or anything like that. But I believe that God has uh, something to say this morning. Are you ready? And uh, God's, I really sense God's presence this morning. In fact, everything what I wanted to say, what I wanted to share, was already, you know, spoken by somebody right from the beginning. You know, when Andy spoke from the Psalms of the, you know, book of Psalms uh, 63, that's what I wanted to say. And I saw the song coming up, that's, that's, that's what I want to, you know, see and happen, I want to say. 
And Dan comes up here and says, God is moving. And I just want to echo, you know, what has been already said. Then another sister share here. I will establish, I will build my kingdom. I will build my church. Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome. She said it, you know. I think I have been going around so many churches, including Northern Ireland, and I just arrived the day before yesterday, and I saved the best for the last. And this is the best I think I can experience. I'm, I'm so good. I'm excited, and I see that God's spirit is really moving, and God is moving in this church and through this church in this city. And I like to see that more to happen. And I'm excited, really, you know. When Andy said we had a Pentecost Sunday, and I wish that first what happened in the first century would happen in my church. My friend, it is happening here. And I declare that. And it will continue to happen. God is moving here. And God is moving. That's what I like to believe. God is great. And I like to encourage this church. I think church has more to do for the city, for the nation, for the surrounding communities. And you are so right, Andy, when you said, that's how I saw. When I went back to Nepal, Nepal is not connected to the capital city or a couple of you know, big cities. Nepal is full of villages. Then that's how God gave me the vision to win the nation to Christ, to expand his kingdom, is to win those villages of Christ, uh, villages to Christ. The only way we can win those villages is not establishing United Vision Nepal or NGO or INGO or this or that. It is Jesus' church, and he is doing it. And uh, we need the church of Jesus Christ all across the country. And in every village, we wanted to see one church and one trend leader every every village. And that's what it is happening. So that's why, and he's so right. I, I love your city. I had a chance to explore a little bit. I walked through the city. It's an amazing city. I love it. Historical, lots of historical buildings, a lot of things happening. At the same time, yeah, something good and something bad maybe is happening because it's a city. But it's not all about just the city. I think you have other towns and communities and settlements, villages. You don't, I don't think that you would call village. I mean, for us, village is different. You know, it's, uh, your village and our village is very different. But you do have a communities here, and it still needs to be rich. And church has so much to do, my friends. And you are here to do and to move. And that is the one word I want to end today that was started. And God is moving. Spirit of God is moving. Spirit of God, Holy Spirit moved on the day of Pentecost in the first century and is still moving. Jesus said, I will build my church upon this rock and the gears of, gears of hairs will not overcome it. And that's what he is still doing it. And we all, we all are so have a privilege to be part of what God is doing. That's the story I want to say. That's the story all about that video is all about. I think you have heard it. You have seen it. 
Sarah even had the privilege to walk with me to the mountains so that she was able to put the video like that. It is happening. In fact, I want to invite some of you to that part of the world. You don't have to do so many things. Just come and experience, you know. God is moving. It's just not in the YouTube, not in the newspaper, not in the television, not in the social media. But God is moving around the world. At least in the part of the world, when I see some of the villages I work, walked, there was no Christian. There was no church. But now there's a church. And over 500 people are worshiping in that church. And it is keep growing, overflowing, miracles happening, people are healed. I think that's what you would call revival. And if God is working there, and in the, just now I was reading in the book of John, chapter 5, Jesus said, my father is still working. Jesus is still working. And Jesus is still doing his mission work in this world that is to build his church, build his kingdom. And that's what the very purpose that we are called for as a church. Of course, we are, it's great that we worship and we need to worship God. We need to honor God. That's part of what we do. That's what, what, part of what we are called to do every Sunday. But not just that. There are greater purpose than that as a church. So my name is Bob Golly again, and um, my family's photographs uh, you have already uh, seen there. And uh, uh, my wife and daughter, sorry, they couldn't join. They are in London uh, with my sister. A uh, couple of my family members are in this country. And, um, but I have been going around uh, to different churches to speak, and I said, this is my job. <laughs> I love talking. I enjoy it, and uh, God has been blessing me to take around. It is something beyond my imagination. It is something profound when God works in our lives. Not what we plan, not what we desire to do, but, or what is our, uh, you know, something we want to do, but when we submit ourselves to God's plan, for God's purpose, he can do amazing things beyond our you know, understanding beyond our imagination. Can you imagine? I was born in the middle of nowhere, in the mountain village, where it takes to walk to reach the village. Still, somebody chose to walk to my village and gave a gospel tract to my father when I was 12 or 13 years of age. When somebody asked me, how many of you became Christian in the teenage, young age? Then I was raising my hand, and I became Christian in my teenage. And my dad passed on that gospel tract to me without even reading himself, because he never went to school. He never went to college. For him, he joined the army, and we have Gurkhas here. I'm from the Gurkhas background. It's just that I'm different in a different regime. So I'm not uh, in the Gurkha's um, army. I'm in the Jesus army now. But I have my families who have been um, uh, serving as a Gurkha's army in your country. And uh, we have a very good relationship, actually, between our two countries. 
your country fought India and took India and uh, they came to fight uh, uh, Nepal. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, you know, they couldn't win. Nepal is a tiny country. <laughs> we were fighting from mountain. And um, so they said, oh, you fight very well. We'd rather take you to fight with us for our nation. <laughs> so we had that agreement. And um, uh, we ended up, um, you know, uh, being serving your country uh, in the Gurkha's army. I think, the, in a way, we feel like, oh, while you took India, you didn't take us. But I, we, sometimes we say that, unfortunately, <laughs> that was very unfortunate that um, uh, our country was not taken by British. British. <laughs> Otherwise, my country would have been even different <laughs> than now. Anyway, um, I don't know whether you got my uh, jokes or not. Um, <laughs> but um, my father uh, served in the Indian Army, and he realized the education uh, is so important. So he, everything he finds, he gives to me. And uh, he gave that gospel tract he uh, found and um, given by some missionary or evangelist walked through my village. Some of you already I heard an exciting story. You have been evangelizing. Evangelizing? Sorry, my word is, uh, tongue is not so good. Uh, you distribute the gospel tracts and so on. Uh, keep it up. I think it will be a very good uh, encouragement for you. And uh, that was the first uh, gospel tract I read uh, in my life and where I read about Jesus. I came to know about Jesus. This is totally different God, different idea of God. And this is a new God to me. The God I used to worship was idol God, you know, stone God. You know, in Nepal, in the Hinduism and Buddhism, we worship all kind of gods and goddesses. We have 33 million gods and goddesses. And I'm ancestor worshippers. We put, you know, stone and worship, and you know, we we worship animal, birds, a tree, and everything. Almost like, you know, a dog and cow. And cow is in fact a secret animal. You cannot kill cow. You cannot eat beef there in my country. It's illegal. It's a national animal. So that's why I'm trying to make most of the opportunity while I'm here. <laughs> So while I'm here, some friends say, I want to take you to Nepalese restaurant. For what? I said, to, to, to eat Nepalese food. No, 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 no. I don't want to eat Nepalese food. I have been eating Nepalese food all my life. And what do you want? I want to eat God's meat as much as I can while I'm here. <laughs> so uh, that's how I uh, became Christian. And uh, it was a totally new idea of God. God so loved the world. God has loved the sinners. We came to die for you and rose again. And those who believe in him have an eternal life. It's a totally, you know, completely different. It was so just amazing. I wanted to explore more. I wanted to know more about this God. And I wrote to that address given in that gospel literature. And they enrolled me in a correspondence course. And long story, cutting short, I became Christian. And I was the first Christian. Thanks God. In that kind of the setting or the part of the world, as soon as you become Christian and there's a persecution, there's a conflict, there's a class, you know, happen and the rejection. Uh, I'm, but praise God that did not happen in my family because as soon as I become Christian, I started to share about this new God, this Jesus to my mom and dad, and they became Christian also. Hallelujah. Isn't it great? So I did not have to face any kind of difficulties and challenges, so, but, but I, I step up. I chose to share the, uh, you know, about Jesus. So that's why my mission, first mission field was my family. 
My first mission field was my family. And then I started to share to my uh, other relatives and friends and uh, villagers in, the, in that village. And now, believe it or not, we have a thriving church in that village. But God never called me to be the pastor of the local church. And now I can see why. If I was called to be a local pastor there, I would have not been standing here today to share. But God had a different plan and purpose in my life. He was like, now you have done to yourself. You have done to your family, done to your village. But you have to go to other villages in Nepal and reach out to other villages. And it was like impossible. I can't do it. There is something beyond I can, you know, do it. But I had to respond. Then that's what God called me to do. And in fact, uh, me and my family were here from 2001 to 2005. And I went to London Bible School. Sorry, London Bible College. Now I think they call it London School of Theology. I don't remember and I don't know how I manage, but God kind of, it's a long journey. I cannot tell in this short time, but I studied my theology there. And I could have chose to stay in this country for longer and settle here. But I, you know, listened to God's call. I was convicted to go back to Nepal. And I obeyed to God's call. And me and my family, in 2006, we went back to Nepal. That's where I found my another friend was going to Nepal also. So we met together, and we started to work. And we formed United Vision Nepal. And that's the vision, to see one church and one trend leader in every village of Nepal. And what is something we see impossible is something possible in God. And can you imagine just one person climbing to that hill, mountain hill, one gospel tract putting on somebody's hand, and one young man responding to the gospel, and one decision to serve the God can make a lot of things, great things happen. It takes one man, one response, one step of faith, one gospel tract, my friends, don't worry about gospel track when you distribute. Sometimes we worry whether that person has thrown or away or he has read or not, whether he has uh, responded or not. It's entirely in God's hand. Leave it in God's hand. Your duty, our duty, our job is to put the seed into the ground. And because seed would not grow until it is put into the ground. That's why we need the source. And Bible says harvest is plenty, but the workers are very few. I think we need more workers to sow the seed. And don't worry. We, in fact, we do the church planting training and teaching based on Mark chapter 4, where a man come, works, walks away and uh, spread the seed into the ground, and whether he wakes or sleeps, and still the seed sprouts, you know, and uh, it grows. And when it grows, and we cultivate it, and when the harvest is ready, then we harvest. That's where we do the church planting. I mean, it's a simple thing, but we do a lot of uh, things uh, to do the planting of the church. But it's as simple as that. We just, that is something we all can do. To sow the seed, we all can do. In fact, we are all called to do. Church planting is not one man's job, one church job, one organization's job. It is everybody we need to get involved. In fact, 
I have to be very careful. I planted this many churches that I planted. I found it difficult when so, oh, this man planted 200 churches. No, I did not do it. It's Jesus who did it. In Matthew 16, he said, I will build my church. And the gates of his will not overcome. So that's the verse. Because of that declaration, he declared that when he was walking to the city of Philippi, when he saw a big hole in the rock, and they used to call that the head, head of the, you know, gates of the heads, you know, the door, gateway to the death or the hell. And that's where he showed to the disciples and said, I declare the kingdom of God, or I will build my church upon this rock. And in that city, in that town, in that place, so much corruption was happening. So much immorality was happening. So much uh, uh, evil things were happening. They were worshiping pagan God. It is on that rock Jesus said, I will build my church. And today, my friend, I want to challenge you. When I walk to the cities, we have that challenge still going on. And church is in the middle of the city. And we have to respond to God's call. And Jesus, this is what one thing Jesus is doing until today. I will build my church. That's why I was having conversation with Dan this morning. I want to see myself doing uh, the planting of church. And I'm waiting to see. Dan, please do not say that. Do not wait for that. We are, you are already into it. We are already in that business. And as a church, and what can we do? then to see more churches to be planted around our community. And mega church is something great, but why we need more churches across the country, across our area, in the Midland. You know, there are lots of communities still not needing churches. So that's my story. And uh, now our work is going beyond Nepal. And what we have done in Nepal is something we learn a lot, we experience a lot, and we gain a lot, we have tools, and um, we want to give it away. And uh, I, I can't tell all the stories now, but the moment when God showed me a vision in the dream that I was swimming across the ocean and found a village and a house where is a man without clothes, and uh, I would speak to the people, and they would not understand, and um, uh, uh, and that's the moment I, I, I sense that God is now even calling me to, you know, um, go out of the nations uh, during the time. Every time when I say I'm done, it's enough, I can do it. You know, this is what I can do it. Then that's the moment God showed me, you know, another vision. I'm, I'm not done with you. You know, there's still so much to do. And I'm not done. And God has not finished with us. I think But when we journey with God, with God, when we respond to God's call, it's so much amazing thing can happen. I can't imagine myself standing in the middle, midland here in place of Derby, coming miles away, born and raised in the mountain village. English, I would not th even think that I would be preaching in English. Can you imagine? It's my third language. I, I speak uh, unwritten tribal language. I still do. And I had to learn my Nepali language. And I had to learn English. My English is not good, I know. <laughs> but thanks God, I'm still able to preach in English. And I want to take, 
I, I want to go wherever God takes me. And now we are working in Cambodia. And we have a man there, Brother Chamnap. He's a great man. And uh, we are working with him. He has a vision like me, uh, Brother Chamnap's photo pillars. Uh, uh, and please pray for him, pray for this nation. It's a great harvest field. And that's where we like to see what happened in Nepal. And they said that they, we want that to happen in, in my country. Can you come and help us? Um, can we have uh, Chamnap's picture? Yeah. Uh, and we have a uh, Ilim minister, national global leader there, and he's a great guy. He invited us there, and uh, we have been helping. We are trying to help him, and the church planting movement, the one village, one church movement is going on there also. So as a church, my brothers and sisters, I'm doing what I can do. It. And uh, if you can do what you can do from here, and so much together, unitedly, we can achieve a lot. And God has already put us together in that journey. We need tremendous resources. We need lots of trainings. We need to, you know, raise lots of uh, uh, evangelists, church planters. But then um, together, it's only together we can do so much. I think time is uh, gone. But finally, I want to say that I want to ask you, what is that something you are hearing? What is that something you are you are seeing it? And he said, talk about the blind man. When Jesus came across the blind man, Jesus said, what do you want from me? And blind man knew what he wants. He could have asked many other things, but he said, Lord, I want to see. And today, sometimes I think we also need to pray and tell to Jesus, Lord, I want to see. Open my spiritual eyes. I want to see what you're doing. And I want to be part of what you're doing. And Jesus said, I will only do one thing, that what I see my father is doing. Not my will, but my father's will. And God is moving. That's the word. God is moving around the world. God is moving in this city. God is moving in this nation. Holy Spirit is moving. Holy Spirit move on the day of Pentecost. And still God is moving. God see the Holy Spirit moving. But are we moving? Are we moving? Whether we move or not, God is moving. God is continuing to do what he's doing. But I think it's only if we have a heart and passion and obedience and, you know, that's why I want to go back to the Psalm 63. I think we have to long, we have to be willing to be used by God. God can use whoever we are, wherever we are, whatever we have, as long as you are willing to be used. What it takes, it takes only one step of faith. It takes one move of step, and it takes one decision. Are you struggling today to make that decision? God will not make decisions. Pastors will not make decisions. Others will not make decisions. But you have to make decisions. You have to make your one decision. But that one decision can open the amazing thing, what God can do. If God did it to me, if God did it to my, did to my nation, if God did it, to my, did it to my family and my village, God can do in this church, in this nation, and to each one of you. So I want to leave that. 
word. What is that? Something hindering you to move. Maybe you are, some of you are struggling with the decision. Whatever that is, some of us need to move from Nepal to here, from here to Ireland, or from here to I Nepal or different parts of the world. In fact, somebody who moved as a missionary 50 years, 60 years back as a missionary and came to my part of the world in Nepal and other parts of the world, and because of their work, because they're willing to step out, and we, person like me, had a chance to respond to the gospel. And now here I am, and I feel so much obliged, and I must feel, I, I think, I, I, I feel that I have to do and give back this to your country. That's why I'm here also. Somebody said, are you here to raise support? Yes or not? But more than that, I think I'm here to share the God's stories, what God is doing, and you deserve to hear, you deserve to know. And the spirit of God, what is doing, the movement, I think I'm, I like to bring that here also. You know, and um, I'm here to inspire you, encourage you, challenge you, and we need to all keep on moving. God is moving, spirit of God is moving, and we all need to move. Movement will happen only when we move. If we don't move, movement will not move. And if the movement will not move, it will become monument. I don't know whether you have monument here or not. Monument is there just to see. It doesn't move. So as a church, I think we've got to move. God is moving. God bless you. Thank you. So let's just close our eyes. The Holy Spirit was speaking to us right at the very beginning of this, uh, this meeting, this gathering. And the Holy Spirit has been speaking to us throughout. And maybe during Bob, his message, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. And this might not apply to every single one of you, but this definitely will apply to some people right now. The Holy Spirit wants you to respond genuinely, not just out of emotion, but a genuine response that while you've been listening to Bob, he's been whispering in your ear and saying, I need you to give your life to me wholly, to be used in whatever I will show you. And maybe God's put something in your heart, a, a twinkle, a fondness, uh, just an interest in a, a particular nation or, or, or particular ministry. And God wants to know today that he wants to see you respond. And like he did with the, 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 the disciples, he said, respond, but go and wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit. And so I just want you to, to respond to God. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to God this morning. Responding to the Holy Spirit. You don't know the full picture, but he does. But are you willing to respond? And I'm just going to give you an opportunity to stand in response to the Holy Spirit, nudging you, speaking to you, encouraging you. I'm going to ask Bob to, to pray uh, once, once people have stood. So if that's you this morning, just you're responding to God, not, not in front of other people, not even calling people to the front. But where you are right now, 
Just stand to your feet if God's speaking to you and God has been speaking to you about just totally dedicating your life to him. You just stand now. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. I mean, this is what the psalmist is saying. I want to just abandon myself to you, Lord. It's what life's all about. And our ambitions and our dreams are, are nothing compared to what God can do in us and through us. And it just takes that one person, one person responding to him. Bob, you just pray. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you. I speak this word to those who are standing. And if still some of you want to respond, it doesn't have to be anything. Mm particular, but something, the area where you want to respond to God. The word of God says in Jeremiah chapter 1, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I sent you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words to your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Father, thank you for those brothers and sisters who are responding and standing. I bring them in your presence. Right at your altar, holy altar. And also those who are present in this building, I commit their lives also to you. Because we are created by you for your purpose. Ultimately, we all need to respond to you. Lord, I pray that you anoint these brothers and sisters who are standing, and you anoint freshly those who are in this building. And I pray some of those who are going through a hard time, difficult times, sickness, and economic challenges and all 
the things that they are going through, I don't know, but you know, Lord. Lord, set them free, Lord. Heal them, Lord. Use them, Lord, mightily. And your plan is always great. Your plan is to prosper. Your plan is to progress. Your plan is always bigger than what we think. May your kingdom come. May your will be done as in heaven, in this earth, in this city, in this nation, in these brothers' and sisters' lives, and in this church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.